All right, Pen, Pen Pals Podcast. I'm Egg. With me, as always, is... Uh, Otherwise known as Jess, GG Jess. And we we had to stop mid-conversation, which we almost never do before recording, because we're getting into it too soon. Maybe not live, but we watched that one together. Anyways, Nicole wins the uh, the HOH. She nominates Christy and Tommy. Then who wins the veto? Who wins the fucking veto? But Cliff, top dog hog, wins wins the veto. Nominations stay the same. Guess who gets voted out? Christy manifest manifest in L. Bro. And then she really did. That's and it's just so great for Nicole who got shit on in the early game so hard. And now she comes back. She comes in clutch, so now they look good to Holly and Jackson because they're winning comps, and 
staying loyal. No, that would derail everything. In record time. A record time. Mickey, listening to the live feeds and hearing how fucking impressed Mickey was with Nicole's time, just, just amazing. Just am- get that respect, girl. Okay, good. Now you you explain your reasons we're gonna do this judiciously. You explain why you think they should keep Holly. Here's my thinking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tommy's a snake, we can all agree. He's a snake, he preaches loyalty, um, and I suppose he has been loyal to Christy, but where's his backbone been, you know? Where's he, he's not proven that he can stand up to, uh, to the pressure or the heat 
we know for a fact that Holly has planted her flag on Mickey, and that's the hill she's going to die on. She is loyal to him to a fault in this game. Consider If she was going to cut Mickey, she would have done it weeks ago, a long time ago, probably before the six shooters even blew up. Here's my thinking. Tommy's a snake. But at least with a snake, they don't have a dedicated partner. I say you go to Tommy, you say, let's go back. Let's look at the history books. How many comps have Holly and Mickey won together? You know, they're comp beasts. They've dominated the whole season more than competitions. Maybe not in social game, but certainly in competitions. You go to Tommy and Cliff is a great deal maker. Nicole, as you said, has an excellent social game. They go, look, we know we voted out Christy, but we did what we had to do with the numbers. If you, if we leave competitions and they're going to take over, there's no way that they'll, Mickey will keep you in the game. Do you really think you can beat Mickey? Final three? I don't think so. The record certainly doesn't show it. Bowling Cliff in the final three. You take us with you. You get your pick lines voting-wise. You can have all those votes to yourself, buddy. Go for it. Vote out Holly. They vote out Holly. Now you have three players who are fully vying to get Mickey out of the game. That's one less player who's trying to win HOH to keep Veto to keep Mickey safe. And that's one less player who would take Mickey to final three if it gets that far. Or to final two if it gets that far. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with you. Uh, I think we're torn. I think we're torn. From what I've seen on Reddit, that community is torn as well. And I think it's great. I think it's great. It's stressful. What's what? Okay. So our draft, you for the majority have been dominating, certainly in the early weeks. Uh, I was able to sneak a few in there. Towards the later I got a bit of a run, but you've mostly been keeping ahead of me. Uh, right now the pioneer your team are at 244, and Team Egg Salad is at 219. Now, you want to hear something interesting about the players we have left, uh, Jess. So, out of the five players remaining, you have Tommy, Nicole, Jackson, and I have Cliff and Holly. <laughs> it's yeah, it's amazing that you we were able to pick such like uh like even numbers going down. I also think it's funny that previously I went from the white team to the blue team. Yeah, that would just leave me with Cliff. But
Mm -hmm. And two, and like we each have two players, or yeah, we each have two players who are who are on different the different uh, couples. Yeah. I don't know if you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to do this now or wait until maybe finale night or around, but do you want to look at our predictions so far and see how, how close we were? Right. He's still doing it. He's doing the damn thing. Okay, hold on. Hold on, let me find it. I didn't think you would. Okay, hold on. I got it. I might not have it. Okay. Hold on. Just hold on. Stop rushing me. Huh. Alright. Hold on. These are the answers from BB. You know what? If I <laughs> if I find it, I'll get back to it. Okay? I know I think that I said that I'm going to follow you. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure we both said that uh, we thought uh, Mickey and Cat would be a showmance, and <laughs> they definitely fucked. Okay, I found it. All right. Um, first HOH, we said it would be Jackson Mickey. Really oh. close. Really close because he was the first camp director, the only camp. I'm counting that as a win. First nominees, we said that would be uh, Bella and Jessica. Um, let me. Who were the first nominees this season? Oh no, it was um, it was Ovi and. Yes, it was Cag, because Conspiring Bitches, that's right. But Jessica did get, was kind of nominated, I guess. You know what, I'm just looking for gray area here. Um, we said that the first evicted would be uh, Bella, and we were wrong, obviously. But, um... Obviously. Obviously. But she was the one who played the worst game, so she should have been... First to cry in the diary room, spot on. Spot. It's oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot to tell you who it was. Oh my god. It's Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy. Week two or three, your crackers would think you're gonna go up about Brussels sprouts. Oh, he was, yeah. Uh, we said first to blow up uh, David Jackson. We we're wrong about that. David proved to be very cool-headed. Um, Jackson kind of blew up pretty early. I think it was actually Bella and Nick who had the first big blow-up. Cool. Alright, want to make sure I had you. Um, most... Okay. Most likely to be over the top in the diary room. Uh, 
I don't remember who picked him up, but we had Tommy and Nicole. We were <laughs> fucking nailed it on Tommy. Yeah, I think you're right. He he may be one of the most annoying house guests that have ever been on the show. Yeah, I definitely get it. It's like literally anytime Julie Chen says anything, just be like, Just trying to have a microphone on, dude. They can hear you fine. For showmance, we said Cat and Jack. Pretty right. Oh, we said Cat and Jack, not Cat and Jackson. Fuck. What a shame. They were. (laughs) Cat was giving vibes. They were giving each other vibes. Uh, biggest floaters, Nicole and Ovi. Pretty right about Nicole. Ovi would have been if he wasn't evicted first. I think Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was saying, I guess Nicole didn't really have the opportunity to float. That was really the only one who had that ability this season. Strange. Femme Fatale, we had Annalise and Kemi. We really just, uh, really shit the bed on that one. Mm-hmm. Poor Kemi, gone too soon. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not doing it this time. I wouldn't do that when we were recording. It's for the after Uh, Underdog, Ovi and Nicole, man. We were, yeah, we were good. We were good. Biggest fame seeker, Holly. I didn't think this before, but with the uh, the recent Big Brother news I'm going to drop after this segment, I'm, my mind's kind of changing a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. America's favorite, Nick and Jack. So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Most likely to win, Ovi and Kemi. Oh, no. Those first and second, right? Yeah. Oof. Oof. But who could predict racist, you know? Uh, Least favorite based off impressions, Jackson and Kat. Yeah, and then favorite based off of first impressions, Tommy dash Sam and Tommy. So man. I think what it was is Nicole looks like um, diet rock star from BB Twenty. She has that kind of that kind of same aesthetic, but like less intense. <laughs> right, and just her intro made her seem like she was so out there. Who do I think is going to get it? Clifford Nicole should definitely get it.
Yeah, probably. I'd be happy. I'd be happy with either of those two winning it, to be honest. I think we'll both be in the top three. Yeah. That's what. That's the only person I'm really worried about winning it over them. Is Cat. I don't think That's true. But then again, um. um She said that? She said that um, Nicole could use the money more than Cliff could, and that Cliff would be a little comfortable lighting and um, Cliff would be in terms of the fun of that. Can we fucking talk about what a great fucking family the Hogs are? I know. Like. So adorable. And then, and did you see the quote Cliff made shortly after Cat got evicted? He goes, I can't remember his daughter's name. I think it's like Kelly. Like, Kelly, I hope that this talk about Cat being my daughter doesn't upset you. I only have one daughter to you. Man. So sweet. Mm. Well, my good friend Jess, I have another edition of beloved segment. Egg's morning report here. Not off the presses if you're ready for Alright. I don't know the song, so you're gonna have to jam this one out on your own. <laughs> um Okay. So the first one is actually Big Brother News. The recent fight, I think it was last night on Big Brother, between oh, Jason yeah. and Holly. Um, yeah. Now, there have been too many fights between those two to count. And a lot of people think Jackson's a shitty person because they say he's he's using emotional abuse tactics on her. There's actually a really cool Reddit post about another one of their fights in which they, uh, someone well knowledge in emotional abuse talks about all the uh the things uh Mickey does like giving her the silent treatment and then he gaslights her making her seem like she's just imagining things she's clearly not this one however was interesting uh Cliff Mickey and Holly were talking about the uh reality MTV reality show the challenge uh and Jackson was interested in entering it Holly, this made Holly really upset. Um, the reason why is because she used to date a contestant from the show and actually a contestant from The Bachelorette. Um, and they had just like a really shitty relationship. She she actually describes it as PSD. Uh, from dating someone. That would honestly, I feel like most of this season he's been like there have been times when he's been like an inch away from just being like, 
get just get her out. Just I don't want to talk to her anymore. Mm -hmm. And like I do feel bad for Holly and her past experiences, but like, come on, what you're doing it again? You're just doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she dated Luke Hell before and after. Oh my God! Oh, sweet jumping Jehoshaphat. There's a picture of the two of them at some red carpet thing. Uh, this is my first time looking at a picture of Luke Hell. I don't know how this dude got on the Bachelor. I, I gotta be honest with you. Oh my God. He, um, dude, you know how you complain about my lazy eye and it's not even bad? <laughs> this, this guy... <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so. I have fun. Do you think it's abusive? I think that's true. No, this dude literally looks like Pennywise Clown. You know how, like, the guy makes his eyes look in two different directions? He's like a fucking frog, dude. He's like... I can't... Like... I can imagine her fights with Highlight. I know you got... I know you got your eye on another woman. He's like, it's my lazy eye. I can't help it. It's not my choice. Okay, this one's just a uh, a little fun one, a uh, little throwback to your Florida man game. Uh, a burglar breaks in a home to make some breakfast and then tells the resident of that home to go back to sleep so that he can finish making his scrambled eggs. Yeah, uh, the home the home's occupant told investigators he woke up to discover the man cooking and eating in his home sometime after 4 o'clock a.m. A little early. You, you know what they say? The early bird gets your neighbor's uh, hash browns. The, the, the homeowner ran from the house, so not a good listener, this one. Called 911, and then deputies uh, tracked the 19-year-old uh, into a wooded area in the home. No, I feel like this is like the, the the cougar in my living room argument all over again. If, in like your personality wise, yes, but if you were ever in that real situation, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna tell off this this stranger. You'd be like, you, at most, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And I guess um the last line of this. <laughs> the last line of this news are maybe my favorite. Because they say uh, an arrest report mentioned that the subject may have been under the influence of alcohol. How fucking crazy is Florida that a man breaks into somebody's house to make breakfast and the authorities are like, it might, he might have been drinking. 
Might just been hungry. <laughs> and last episode will tell you all about that. Alright. So this has been kind of circling around uh the internet. I haven't seen too too much about it, but um world's chillest man lights up a cigarette as armed robber robs the rest he's in. What is a an armed man. A man with two arms and then a gun. Multi-arms. He goes to a St. Louis bar, right? Imagine this. You're in a bar. You're chilling, you're drinking. You probably got some Long Island iced teas in you, knowing you. I'm not letting everyone know. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably either in an old-fashioned or a Moscow at this point. That's not true. Maybe recently. Anyways, you're at the bar, you're drinking, we're having a good time, we're laughing, joking, all of a sudden a man walks in with a gun. And um, I guess this man, Tony Tavar, saw this and thought, I guess we're breaking all the rules tonight. Because the man's robbing the bar. The man's literally standing, if you look at the picture, on the complete opposite of the bar, everyone scrambles, everyone runs, runs away. Tony Tavar decides, well, I guess if we're breaking the rules, uh, nobody's going to mind if I just light up a cigarette here in the no smoke section and just starts pumping one. He's probably, no, I've seen this uh, at, my, at my family dinners, to be honest. Tovar didn't even flinch when the gunman stuck a weapon into his side and he grabbed his phone. Instead, <laughs> he pulled it back and then calmly lit a cigarette. Yeah, he said, uh, he said, he said, quote, I wasn't really concerned. I just had a really good feeling he wasn't out to harm anybody. He just wanted drug money. <laughs> you know, I, this man did walk in with a fully automatic assault rifle, but I didn't get the feeling he was trying to hurt anybody. There you go. There you go. Now, I'll never be that cool, partially because I don't smoke, but I guess it's never too late to start, right? <laughs> it's not legal here yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can't get arrested for it unless I have it on in my system, and I don't. I haven't for years. Alright. Last one, I promise. Uh, a South Carolina man burns down his home because he suspected his wife of an affair. Now, this is in South Carolina, which we both personally enjoy. I'm sorry. It's North Carolina that. It's we should go sometime. I know a lovely little diner in South Carolina. Yeah, and some great roads. Country roads take me home to South Carolina. 
you're, 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 oh, 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 mom, sin, mom, 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 country mom. <laughs> I bet nobody under the age of 30 realizes that that song has a second verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to see someone at a karaoke bar. They sing the first verse in the chorus, and then keep going. There's a what? Uh, oh, it was like one minute. Anyways, Antonio Meadows, who's 40 years old, he was arrested. Tony yeah, Tony Meadows. He was arrested Friday afternoon for burning his house down. No one was at the time. Uh, the reason he did it is because he found text messages on his wife's phone that led him to believe she was cheating on him. Was she? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like he should get something docked from his sentence if, if she was. At least for being right. Well, his wife and children were at a neighbor's home at the time of the fire, and I just want to put... <laughs> I just want to live through the wife's eyes for a second. You're hanging out with your children at a neighbor's house, probably drinking some coffee. Uh, you left your phone with husband um, because what's the worst that can happen? You clearly are. With her kids there? <laughs> Listen, kids, Danny's going to teach something your father can never do. One time, one night, I had a nightmare, and back when I was a little kid, uh, and I had nightmares, I used to go out to the living room to sleep, because it was closer to my parents' bed when I wasn't allowed in my parents' bedroom at night. Well, <laughs> the couch I was sleeping on shared a wall with my parents' bedroom, and uh, as I was laying there, I started to hear panting and grasping gasping coming from the other side <laughs> and, and um they must have you know i must have caught them early because it went on for quite a while and i was i was young but i wasn't maybe like a woman like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my little brother was there. It was like at the age where I heard about sex and I kind of knew what it was, but I wasn't super sure. And <laughs> eventually my mom came out <laughs> and, and she goes, oh, oh, fuck, I have to edit that. Oh, hey, I, I didn't know you were out here. I was like, yeah. I've I've been out here for a while, and she was oh well you could have you could have knocked on the door we were just um reading a book 
I, I swear to God, I said, must have been a really scary book. <laughs> I heard you yelling in there. And uh, then she just went to the bathroom and we pretended it never happened. <laughs> I did, yeah. I mean, I heard us. <laughs> Imagine getting done fucking your husband, and you walk out, and your 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 eleven year old kid tells you he heard your sex yell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good time. Mm-hmm. You're not 27 yet, though. What? You're not 27 yet, right? Yeah, I am. Sorry. I am. I wish you knew me. I know your birthday, which is more than I can say for 75%. No. 85% of my family. You should <laughs> I was um I was Huh? No, it was nineteen ninety two. Okay. I had a brain fart, okay? Um I was I did have Chinese. I was um No, it fell through. Well, no, I was talking to this person, and at like like seven o'clock, they're like, "Who wants to get covers tonight?" Uh, okay, cool. I have two hours before me and Gigi record the podcast. Sure, I'll go get covers. And then she goes, "Okay, I'm in class right now, but if it gets done early, I'll I'll let you know." Like, oh, okay, so they'll get done at like eight o'clock. That still gives us like an hour to get called. It's perfectly cool. Uh, and then I go to sleep. Say, oh, okay, when's it done? And they go, it's 9 15. I said, no, we're not getting Culver's at nine o'clock at night. I mean, I totally would, but we're not doing it now. Wow. So, yeah, it fell through. Mm, very the That's the story. I was, anyways. I, let me think. It's, I haven't cracked open a book in a while. I need to find a library near me. But, um, I did watch The Godfather recently for the first time. Which is based off of a book. Huh? It was. It, you know, I feel like I couldn't really call myself an Italian until I've watched The Godfather and I realized it's good to be uh, accepted by the motherland. I watched it by myself. It's true. Well, when I'm with people, my main focus is whoever I'm with. Because most of the time, I feel like I have to 
like it's on me to keep them entertained. Uh, otherwise, wow. they're not going to hang out with me anymore. So, oh my gosh. That's fair. Um, you're actually one of one of the people who's very good at me feeling heat, but um, that's why I struggle watching movies with other people. Okay. You know what? what what do we got for time? We, uh, I think we just hit the 40 second mark. Well, 40 minute mark, I mean. What, uh, what books have you been reading? Uh, nothing yet, because I'm back in school. That's a good one. Which you can't even use because it was written by a white guy. Uh, That's right. But we no, can't. No, we can't. Uh, we won't. And I want to reference it in a funny pun, like I would do when we were out in public talking about it. But the um, author is Carl Van Ecken, and the book was written in 1929. If you're curious, you're a little curious. It's not. You're gonna look at the title and get a. <laughs> a bad image of me? Don't. <laughs> Please. Yeah, it was not my choice. It is, yeah. It's not... Right. And the, the title was made so that white people would say, oh, cool, this is a racist book I can get behind, and then read it and realize, oh, this isn't racist. I'm an asshole. But you, your first reaction to seeing it will be, oh, no, that is... That's a... Uh-oh. It is. It's about the heart. Yeah. I don't know if that covers passing, but there are some really good, uh, oh, fuck, you know, I really should have more books for you, I just finished an African American lit class. That's a really good book. That's a really good book. I actually read that book, it's super good. Yeah, yeah. I can give you. Yeah, 
Oh, so I was just going to ask, so then is he not going to make you read any other books? That's true. No, I would, um... Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's just really cool because a lot of it is applicable nowadays um, in a lot of really interesting ways, and it's, yeah, a destruction of a character mentally that's really interesting and just really good at highlighting different forms racism takes. It's just really cool. It's a really deep book. Yeah. yeah. I read it at a wrestling camp, and then the day I finished it, I dislocated my friend's shoulder. Oh, why did you read it at a wrestling camp? And just wanted something to do. I wasn't like, you know what would pair so nicely with these sweaty men? <laughs> he is a good man by right. Yeah. Bro. But we should wrap up the podcast. That's right. We got good times to have. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Pen Pals Pop Podcast. I'm your pen pal, Egg. With me, as always, is... Otherwise known as Jess JJ Jess. Thanks for coming to our corner of the bookstore. That's my Gilbert impression. <laughs>